You're listening to the Life Coaching Secrets Podcast, episode number 27. Did you know that life coaches are needed now more than ever? I'm Frank Macri, founder of Thriving Coach Academy. I've trained over a thousand coaches and helped them launch their own successful coaching businesses. If you want to make an incredible income and impact as a coach and have a lot of fun doing it, I'll show you exactly how to get it done. This is Life Coaching Secrets. What's up, coaches? In this episode, I'm going to talk about how to explain life coaching. How on earth you talk about this amazing work with people. Now, this is one of the biggest challenges I hear many coaches go through. They know how coaching is so transformational, but when it comes to talking about coaching with other people, they don't explain it in the way that truly does convey the impact coaching can have on someone's life. So I'm going to talk about the biggest mistakes that many coaches make when they explain life coaching to others, how to avoid those mistakes, and also the approach that I have created that I have seen to be the best and work incredibly well when connecting with people who are maybe interested in learning about coaching. Uh, one of the coolest things too, before I get into this topic, is I want to just thank you all for being such amazing listeners. It's so cool to see that we're getting more and more people subscribing to the show. And I was talking to one of our listeners recently, and they said that they had gone through this road trip across the United States, and they binge listen to every single episode. And I find that so cool that we have enough episodes up right now where people can listen to all of them on a long road trip. And I love it. So it's cool to hear that you all are enjoying the episodes. And if you haven't already, I would so appreciate if you took just a minute to leave a review on our any kind of platform that you're listening to this on, please leave us a review. So if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please just scroll down. It'll take you just a couple minutes. I love reading your reviews. I love hearing about the impact this podcast has had on, had on you and has on your life. And thank you in advance for leaving us reviews. It keeps me motivated to continue producing this podcast and also sharing lots of value for free. All right. So let's talk about explaining life coaching. First of all, if you are having a coaching business, there are two main paths that you can take in your business. You can choose to have a coaching niche or you can choose to not have a coaching niche. Now, the word niche often brings up a lot of drama, unnecessary drama for coaches. Uh, There are many different beliefs around whether or not you need a coaching niche, and it is a topic of much controversy in our industry. But there doesn't really need to be controversy around it because you are able to have tons of success as a coach with or without a coaching niche. I did not have a coaching niche when I got started. I coached anyone that I could on any challenge that they were going through in their life. I helped people get any result they weren't currently having. I showed up and I coached them. I did workshops that were very broad in, in, in who they were really for. I did a lot of workshops on just leadership. I think I had it when I got started when I was um, living in China. I did a series of workshops called Mind Mastery. Mind Mastery Workshops. And it was for anyone that just wanted to learn more about their mind and how it works and how, how they could use their mind in a way that to enhance their life. 
And that's how I started enrolling my first clients. No niche at all. So I think that choosing a niche when you haven't really had the experience of coaching people yet, if you're trying to force yourself to choose a niche in the very beginning, it's kind of like choosing to marry the first person that you go on a date with. And I uh, I know that on, I think TLC, there's a reality show that is called Love at First Sight or something like that, where people literally meet each other for the first time at the altar and they get married on the spot. <laughs> and I do not recommend this to be the approach that you take in your coaching business. So one of the, just to, to go along with that analogy, when you are first starting to date and you're single, right? When you date a lot of different people, it helps you better understand the type of person that you really want to be with. It helps you realize what you don't want in a partner and it'll help you realize exactly what you do want. But you can't really have that clarity until you date lots of different people. And I think that having a being able to define a coaching niche works the same exact way. When you could coach lots of different people on lots of different challenges, you will be able to discern for yourself exactly where you may decide that you want to focus your business in the future. Again, you don't have to, but choosing a niche should not be a difficult decision. It will become abundantly clear when the time is right if you should choose a niche. For me, I had been filling up my schedule with all types of clients when I was working as a life coach. And there were some sessions I noticed where my energy was brighter and I was more connected to the challenge that my clients were bringing up. And I realized that even though I loved coaching all people on all kinds of things, there were certain topics within coaching that I realized I was more drawn to And that's when I started to specialize and niche down. So you do not need to have a niche. This episode is really geared for you if you are choosing to currently not have a coaching niche because there is a specific way that you'll market yourself when you do have a niche. There is a very different way that you'll market yourself if you don't have a niche. And we teach both of these. We teach how to do both of those approaches inside the academy. We lay out exactly what steps to take so that way you can have it laid out for you. So in this episode, I'm going to focus more on one of the uh, approaches to take if you, don't, if you do not have a niche. Now, every single person can benefit from coaching, right? Every single person can benefit from having a coach. It's up to you when you are marketing yourself as a life coach to help people understand how they can benefit <clears throat> from coaching. So here's the approach to take to help people understand what life coaching is. And I call this approach the ask-then-tell approach. The ask-then-tell approach. No one else teaches this. This is my favorite way to explain coaching to life coaching to people that don't really know what it's about. Now, even before I go into explaining the ask-then-tell approach, I wanted to share with you the two biggest mistakes that coaches make when they do start networking and talking with people about coaching. So I'm going to tease you a little bit longer before I actually break down the the ask and tell approach, but I want you to hear these two mistakes because it's going to help you realize that you don't need to be talking about these two things in order to explain life coaching to people. So the first big mistake that people make is they get attached to having one elevator pitch. They have this one particular way that they explain coaching and they get very latched onto it. Now, 
I've heard many coaches who spend hours and hours and hours figuring out their one pitch. And then when they share it with me, it makes no sense at all. (laughs) And sometimes coaches get very discouraged when they realize that their signature elevator pitch doesn't work. And what I also see happen is, to be very direct, sometimes when a coach has a certain elevator pitch, it's worded in a way that actually hurts their credibility. Because although to them, although to the coach, the pitch they came up with sounds very clever, it comes across very confusing, very bizarre. So for example, a coach might say, I help people break through barriers so they can live the life of their dreams. And this coach might feel so amazing about saying that with others. But then when they share it, people look at them like they have eight heads. Like, what? What does that even mean? Or, you know, a coach might say, I help people unlock their inner gifts so they can live to their fullest potential. (laughs) I hear coaches have elevator pitches like this all the time. And listen, if you're doing this right now, I'm not here to judge you for it because I've been there too. And it's just because you haven't been educated on how to properly market, properly market yourself. So it's not your fault if you do this right now. But I do want to help you clean this up if you are having this very cutesy, maybe even like woo-woo type language that's very vague. It's not clear. Um, usually when you have this type of elevator pitch, people will often smile at you. They'll maybe nod and then they'll walk away. They'll just... They'll just not take you seriously at all. And one of the disadvantages as well of having this kind of cutesy elevator pitch is it dilutes the true impact that you can have as a coach. It's not helping, even though you have something that can really benefit someone, they're not getting that. So having the elevator pitch as just a life coach who can help anyone, your message is so diluted. The second mistake that people make when they explain life coaching is they explain the coaching process. They explain to people the coaching process. So for example, someone might, you might tell someone you're a life coach and they might ask, well, what, what is that? And you would respond by saying, well, well, what I do is I meet with clients every single week and I ask them really empowering questions and I use all these different coaching tools and I help them make shifts in their brain and blah, 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 blah. So here's the thing. No one cares about the process. No one cares about the process. No one wants to hear about it. What they care about is the results they're going to get from it. People care about results, all right? So if, like for example, if you are at point A and you're looking to get to point B, People don't really care about how they're going to get there. They just want to know how do I, they just want to know what is point B? What can I get from this? What is in it for me? Right? I like to think about how when I'm booking flights, uh, I, you know, on the, the websites that show you all these beautiful destinations and, you know, all of the tropical exotic places that you can visit. And what they're not emphasizing on the, on the booking sites is, how uncomfortable the seats might be and how you're going to be confined on this small plane for, you know, 10 plus hours, right? Like that's not sexy. People don't want to hear about the process. They want to be able to focus on the beautiful islands that they're going to end up on, the amazing vacation that they're going to have. So explaining the coaching process, it might have the opposite effect you want it to have. It's going to scare people away. They don't care about the process. They care about the results. A lot of people don't care about coaching. They care about the results 
that coaching is going to get them. So in summary, big mistake number one is being attached to one elevator pitch. That's, that sounds very clever, but it's also very confusing. And the second mistake is explaining the coaching process. You do not want to do either of these things. What you do want to do instead is use the ask, then tell approach. So there are five steps to this. I'm going to give you an overview right now. Of course, this is going to require some supervised support. And in the academy, we have our, our coaches practice this so they're able to really master it. So the five steps are... Number one, introduce, introduce yourself. The second step is to engage. The third step is to listen. The fourth step is to dig. And the fifth step is to bridge the gap. So let me give you an an overview of each of these five steps. Step one, introduce yourself. This is when you tell someone that you are a life coach. Very simple. Someone says, hi, nice to meet you. What do you do? You say, I'm a life coach. Now, when people hear this, they are likely going to say, well, what is a life coach? Or how does a life coach work? Tell me about that. They're going to want to learn more. The second step is to engage, okay? Now, this is the part that you're going to need to train yourself to do because when someone asks you, tell me more about life coaching. What does a life coach do? You're going to be very tempted to explain the coaching process or to give them this elevator pitch that you think is going to sound amazing. But remember, those are the mistakes you want to avoid. So when someone asks you more about coaching, you actually want to respond with another question to ask them. You want to put the spotlight back on them. So here's what that could sound like. You say that you're a coach. Someone says, wow, what does a life coach do? You might say, you know what? That's a great question. A lot of people do ask that. To help me explain, to help explain to you what coaching is, can I ask you a question? And the person will say, sure. And you could say something. Then you want to ask them something after that that helps them connect to some kind of challenge or pain that they're going through in their life right now. So you might say, what is something that's been weighing on your mind lately? Or what's something you wish could be different in your life right now? Or another question you can ask is, what's a goal that, goal that you have in your life currently that's not yet complete? Now, you, you're not going to give all these questions at once. You're not going to stack on and overwhelm your, the person you're talking to with these questions. You just stick with one. And it doesn't matter really which one you do. The goal of this is to help someone connect to some kind of challenge in their life that they're struggling with or some kind of incomplete goal. So that's step two, you engage with the other person. And the third step is to listen. So the person's going to share, might take them a moment to connect to it, but you'd be surprised. As human beings, we are quite aware of the problems we have in our life, the unresolved problems. We're actually more aware of the problems we have than the solutions that we want. We more so know what we don't want in life than what we do want. So you'll find that it will be very simple for most people to share with you some kind of challenge that they're going through. The third step is to listen. That's where you keep your mouth shut. (laughs) Hold some space for that other person to share a little bit about what they're struggling with. This is the part where you do not want to offer them any kind of false hope or some kind of a quick fix to their problem. Okay, you might find that this part's going to be a little harder for you 
if you have discomfort when other people are sharing their comfort, okay? So you actually just want to let them be with whatever they're sharing, all right? Step three is to listen. Let them elaborate a little bit more. The fourth step is to dig. So what do I mean by dig? Dig is when you have the person dig a little bit deeper into what their experience of their problem has been like. You're gonna help them connect to it just a little bit more. So for example, let's say that you tell someone you're a life coach. They say, that sounds really interesting. What does a life coach do? You say, you know, that's a great question. Can I ask you a question to help explain it? Sure. Well, tell me, what's something you wish could be different in your life? And the person says, well, I you know, really have been trying to get in better shape for this upcoming vacation I'm going on. And I've been, I've just been really struggling to, you know, lose a little bit more weight before this vacation. Okay, so you're just listening as they're sharing. And in this fourth step, dig, you might say something like, you know, that sounds, that sounds pretty stressful. What has it been like for you? That's it. And then you just let someone expand on whatever they're sharing. So as you probably have noticed by now, a lot of the focus is on the other person. It's not on you trying to explain coaching and talk and talk and talk about it. The more you talk, the more you're going to lose someone, right? The more that you start sharing, the easier it's going to be for someone to lose attention and, and not care anymore. The more focus you can put on them, the more they're going to care about it, the more relevant it's going to be for them. So, wow, that sounds really stressful. What's it been like for you? The person might say, well, it's just been really difficult. I've tried so many things and I've used all these different workout routines and all these different diets that I've gone through and I just can't seem to lose these five extra pounds. So that's where we get to step five, which is bridge the gap. Bridging the gap is when you take what they're going through and you bridge it into coaching. You connect their problem into the process, the coaching process that you have. So I'm going to show you how you could do that. The reason why now is the time to do this is because there's something real that is important for this client to resolve. It's, there's a real problem they've identified and you are offering a vehicle that can take them from problem to solution. So here's what it could sound like. Person might say, yes, I've been trying all these things. I have, the diets are not working. The, all the exercises are not working and I just feel very stuck. You can say, you know, I'm hearing you when you're saying that you're feeling very stuck. I'm curious as well, how would it be if you had someone supporting you with all this? How would it be if you had someone supporting you with all this? And they're going to say, you know, it'd be great. It'd be amazing. You know, well, that's exactly what I love supporting people with. This is what I love helping people work through whenever they feel stuck. That's what I do as a coach. And that is how you do the ask, then tell approach. Now, of course, again, there's nuances to this, which we go deeper into inside the academy, but this is just a general overview. Now, this whole process is actually quite quick. I explained it a little bit slower here, piece by piece. But when you are networking, it only takes a minute or two for you to go through these five steps. And in these five steps, in this very short period of time, you, go from, you can go from not knowing someone at all to now helping someone realize that you could help support them in a specific problem that they are going through. You can have that kind of impact in just a couple of minutes. So when you're connecting with people and you go through this process 
and they say, yes, it would be amazing if I had someone supporting me. The next step you want to do is invite them to schedule a consult with you right away. Get them on the calendar. So I have used the ask then tell approach when I've networked. And I used to, when I, at first when I was networking, I would always bring my business card and you know, I would have this very uh, uninformed way of networking where I would talk to someone, I'd try to explain coaching to them and I'd hand them a business card and I'd never hear from them again. And at, at a certain point, I realized that this, uh, this approach needed to stop. It was not effective. So I stopped bringing business cards to networking events to resist the urge to just hand someone a card and let them go into the universe without, you know, just hoping and praying that they would reach out. When you don't, I realized for myself that when I stopped bringing the cards, it nudged me to be more bold and ask people more directly to book a time to talk. So rather than leaving the events with a stack of cards, trying to remember who's who, after having this great conversation with someone and they realize they have this problem and they say that they want to get support, it's only natural for you to extend an invitation to support them further. So after you have someone say, yes, I'd love support, you could say something like, "That's we well, you know what, great. How, would you, how open would you be to having a consultation where 60 minutes, no pressure, no strings attached, we'll just better understand what you're going through, see exactly what you're, where you are now, where you want to be, and I'll give you some of my best recommendations on how, to, on how to move forward. How does that sound to you? So you just keep it very simple. And I remember, like there was one particular networking event I, I went to, when I was when I was at an earlier phase of my business, and I went not knowing anyone in the room, and I left a couple hours later with with like a whole calendar full of consults for the upcoming couple of weeks. I left the event rather than with a stack of cards from people who I probably wouldn't remember otherwise. I remembered them because they were all on my calendar. So I left with a stack of consults on my calendar. And this is what is possible for you when you start using the ask then tell approach to explain life coaching. All right. So when someone says they are interested in a consultation, you don't say, all right, well, just you know, shoot me an email when you'd like to schedule it. You book it on the spot. You book it on the spot. So you say, you know what? Great. Let me pull out my calendar. How's tomorrow work for you? Or, you know, what works best for you in the next couple of days? I'd, I'd love to make myself available to you. Just takes an hour. So you gather their information, you gather their name, you gather their phone number. That's all you really need. So you don't need to have everything totally polished and, and even, quote, professional. It's just as simple as getting someone's name, getting their, getting their phone number, and perhaps even getting their email just to acknowledge them when you get back home, just saying it was great to meet you. I'm super excited for our consult on this day at this time. I'm going to give you a call and here's what you need to best prepare for our call. And that's it. So what I want you to remember mostly when using the ask then tell approach and when you're explaining life coaching to people is you don't want to try selling the process. You don't want to try focusing on the coaching process and all the cutesy terms that people might use as life coaches, as many life coaches do. What you want to do most importantly is to support your clients in understanding the transformation that they will experience as a result of coaching, okay? And the ask then tell approach is the best way to do this. It helps people realize not what coaching is, but what coaching can 
do for them. That's what I got for this episode. And before you go, here's a short clip from one of our students in the academy on how they became successful and how you can become successful too. So enjoy their story and I'll see you in the next episode. My name is Sina Gensch and I discovered coaching um, actually a couple of years ago, but I started in Germany and then I found out that there are also like really other methods coming from the USA, which are very, very much different different from, from the ones I know from Germany. And uh, this was for me like this really breakthrough moment where I actually found what I was looking for like all the time, but I didn't get it in Germany. So I was working as a stage designer and I always felt that I have so much uh, passion for it, but it's like um, I wasn't able to live that 100% because there were so many circumstances around me which I wasn't able to um, deal with in a way that I feel okay with that. Because I was struggling so much with this environment, I was always like I always had this huge wish that my life would change completely. My decision process was quite fast. I was researching for three days. I really trusted my gut feeling. I have so many wins and so many successes because I, because I I started in September, like for my own time framing. I thought that in February, I'm going to start my business. And uh, until then, I will just train uh, coaching skills. But then after module two, it just like started like skyrocketing. And um, I felt so much confident in coaching and I decided that I quit my job. I also decided to shift my career like completely into being a full-time coach. I think for me, the biggest win is that I feel so much confident, so much more confident in doing what I am doing because of the process um, Frank is guiding us through. My mind was telling me, you're not ready, you're not good enough and all that stuff, but um, like with the coaching of Frank and all the other peers, I got to the point that I just did it and then it just happened. So I started my business, I think like two weeks ago. And this is, I think, four months before I actually planned to start my business. And I haven't ever imagined to be that quick. And I really love to be quick. So I'm doing everything with like lots of speed because I love it, but I didn't, I haven't expected, expected that to happen like this quick. And I think for me, the most important important thing is that I can see everything of this um, coming from a place of joy, because this is like this huge difference between my job as a coach and my job as a stage designer, that I wanted to enjoy my life and my working life, um, because I naturally have so much passion for working. And so this for me is like a gift that I have um, the skill of coaching and for like that uh, possibility to uh, enjoy my working life. When someone is searching for an institute to do a coaching training, I can highly recommend uh, Thriving Coaching Academy because I think the values are so high, the qualities, uh, qualities are so high. Um, you can do everything on your own pace. If you want to be fast, you can really, really, really be fast. You have so much support. I would say just do it. I would like to emphasize that um, the coaching training really changed my life really like on every uh, layer on every level in the beginning i had this huge wish that my that something is happening and my life's going to change it happened and um when i'm telling this other people i'm like okay you know these crazy stories that people are telling you that their life like suddenly shifted and changed um it happened for me and i'm really really glad that i decided to do that 
Hey, would you like access to powerful coaching tools you can use on yourself and clients right away? For being a listener of the podcast, I'm giving you a VIP guest pass to get a sneak peek into my coach training program. Inside, you'll learn our coach's secret tool they use to transform their clients' lives. And you'll also get a training on how to launch a coaching business. Just head over to www.thrivingcoachacademy.com slash VIP to get started. I'll see you on the inside.